voices are back yes because i was sounding like is it starting already well yeah but oh whoops (laughs) my bad hello everybody hi guys welcome back to set apart today hey hey deja and carissa oh i like that hey 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 hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) we are tired yeah it's been a long day but we're here life's good recording life is great Give us a comment anywhere, like Instagram, wherever you're listening to this about just something great that's happened in your life. Yeah. Because I definitely have a bad habit of like complaining about everything. Same. Even though I don't like, they're kind of empty complaints. Like, ugh, I'm tired. We literally started with a complaint. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Jesus. (laughs) I complain a lot. So anyways, um, something great that happened to me today, um, was that I had no delays on the train. Ooh, that's a good one. I got into work on time, got home on time, and that's a blessing. So, that is what's something great that happened to you today. Honestly, coming down here, no traffic, which is like, I mean, so it still took me, it took me instead of an hour and 15, like an hour and seven, which is still a long time, okay, but still no <laughs> but traffic. It's, there was yeah. no traffic, so I was really happy about no that. No annoyance, okay. No annoyance. That's so. good. And it's been a good day, like, it was good vibes today. So, I like that. It was a good Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. <laughs> um, okay, question. Okay. Instead of like a song or movie of the week, do you have a testimony of the week? Ooh. <laughs> just, okay. Just a quiet I laughter. I <laughs> I'm sure something good is okay, happening. What happened this week? A good testimony. Um, Could be something simple. Honestly, I taught for the first time. I taught the word for the first time, which is something that I never thought I would do. And I was okay. a little scared to. And I think I did fairly well. Yes. So that was, that's the testimony. Um, I was there and I can vouch that she did do very well. Thank so, you. <laughs> um, yes. Thanks. Get it, girl. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Let me just pause as you take your jacket off so we don't hear that. Um, let me pull up my notes for our topic of discussion today. All right. Which is, we're going to do a drum roll. Money. money. <laughs> we did it. Moolah, money. baby. Shmoney. Shmoney. Shmoney, shmoney, shmoney. Shmoney, shmoney, shmoney. Kind of a broad, yeah, very broad topic. But let's narrow in on like the church mm-hmm. and money because I feel like that's a very... Controversial. Yeah. Super controversial. Very. Very super controversial. They want, like, pastors to be broke. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, Kinda like... sort of. Th- so, the way... So, for, like, those who don't know, or maybe, like, anyone who hasn't observed, the way I've kind of seen it, I've been to, like, Catholic churches and, like, mm-hmm. um, other, like, denomination churches, whatever, non-denominational, whatever... The way it seems like is like, okay, so in a Catholic church, the mm-hmm. whole, because it's like um, a whole industry in itself, you're like, 
if you're a priest there, you're, like, taken care of. Yeah. So they provide you with, like, housing. They provide you with a car. Um, you get, like, spending for, like, food and this, this, and that. Oh, I didn't know about that part. Yeah, well, I mean, you get, like, a salary or oh, whatever, that's true, that's right? True. So, like, you have money to, like, live your life. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's like, it's a life where you're provided for, but it's not, like, beyond your means. You know what I mean? You don't have, like, jets and Bugattis and no whatever Lambos. and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> but you're, like, the church will provide for you and yeah. stuff like that. Versus, like, other, like, denominational churches or whatever, they don't have that big, like, industry behind them, right? Mm-hmm. So it kind of, like, depends, like, church to church. And a lot of churches depend on the actual people in the church to fund the pastor, right? Mm-hmm. So these mega churches or whatever have, like, super rich pastors. So what's, like, what's your opinion on seeing, like, a super rich pastor? Like, um... For example, uh, Pastor John Gray. It's Jonathan. I don't know. John Gray or whatever. Yeah, Johnny. John Gray. Johnny. I don't know. Yes. I don't know. Like that. I'll call him John. <laughs> okay. John Gray, for example, um, he had a big controversy because mm-hmm. he bought his wife a Lambo for her birthday or whatever. And he obviously caught the controversy because he's a pastor and he's like spending his money here, there, making mm-hmm. a lot of this money. But his whole thing was, you know, I work hard for my money if I want to spend it on getting my wife something amazing because she deserves it. Anyway, so what's what's your general opinion to start? Honestly, I'm for it. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, I feel like if it was a member in the church and they bought their wife a Lambo, nobody would say anything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of these pastors, they get money from book deals. They get money from... The, some of them are producers. Some of them are in real estate. So people are just assuming that they're getting the money from mm-hmm. the congregation where it's... They have so many... That's that's yeah. like their ministry. They still have businesses. They still have careers, I guess you can say, on the side. So And also, Jesus wasn't poor. Let's be honest. That's something I actually learned this year. He wasn't poor. You know why I think I pictured Jesus to be poor? Because literally, like, all, like, the outfits you see them wearing back in the day are so, like, it's like a tunic with, like, dirt all over it. So I'm like, oh, Jesus was poor. But, like, That man was rich. When he was telling people to prepare the donkey, whatever he said, is because, like, the donkey was his. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, well, at least that's my kind of perspective. Obviously, I'm not God. I don't know. But... I mean, I don't think he was broke pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Just wasn't begging. Um, you know what I heard that changed my perspective? Mm-hmm. I forget who taught us this, but um, I guess like growing up, all like the imageries of like the birth of Jesus or whatever that are shown, it shows like these three wise men like giving the gifts to Jesus. And it's like, I give you gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And they open like a little treasure box and it has this gold in it or whatever. And then we were learning that mm-hmm. um, in, in those times, if you were presenting a gift to a king, it wasn't in a tiny treasure box. You were bringing, like, trunks and trunks full like, he was of, loaded. like, gold and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So he got these gifts from when he was a kid. So he literally, like, pretty much had an inheritance. Like, yeah. And he had, the, I guess, that that stuff to provide for his family because those gifts were brought to him. The facts. But, like... So as God's children... I, I mean, I don't have the facts for everyone right now to mm-hmm. give that. But, I mean, that's what I learned. But it does actually make a lot of sense because... It also never says anywhere in the Bible that Jesus was poor. Like, at all. Yeah. So, as God's children, why should we be poor? Why can't he buy his wife a Lambo? I don't know. I want I want to know why he can't buy his wife a Lambo. <laughs> I want it because it's like, why you can't... And if people will say, like, oh, but, you know, there's people in the congregation who don't have a car or whatever. If he has enough money to buy a Lambo, 
I feel like if he wanted to, he could buy, like, somebody in the congregation a car. So I feel like that's not really a good excuse mm-hmm. because it's not taking away from them not having a car at all. Yeah. Whether he has a Lambo or not, they still don't have a car. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Your life still sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Like, it's not, it's not coming out of their pocket. So what's the, I don't understand the big deal, to be honest. I think for me, like, where, like, the line becomes a little, like, blurry mm-hmm. or, like, where I would draw the line or whatever is... Because like you said, a lot of people don't know that these guys and girls, most of their money is coming from book deals and public speaking appearances, directing movies or Mm -hmm. whatever, this, this and that. And it's like, that's your own personal money that you make. And you can obviously do whatever you want with your own personal Mm -hmm. money. But versus like, um, let's say people, let's say pastors that don't really have money making off of that. They're just using money that's like straight from the congregation. I guess that would be a problem. That would be a bit different, yeah, I would think. Like, let's say, like, you know, your church has lights and, and plumbing that haven't been fixed, you but, know, you know, you're buying yourself a nice your, Benz or you know? whatever. That's where I think would be the problem. But I feel like um, on the grand scale, like, people that are in the media and stuff, that's not really the case. Because people that are in the media are kind of, like, celebrities. Like, yeah, they, like have they have their... multiple incomes coming in or multiple sources of income coming in. Yeah, they have their books and their yeah. Oprah appearances and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Soul Sundays. Yeah, Super Soul Sundays. <laughs> Great podcast. Um... <laughs> Yeah, like that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Versus like your average pastor in like whatever, Houston or Toronto or this, this and that. Just that's where I think it's wrong. Like if let's oh, yeah, say 100%, like, I agree. yeah, like they were using all that money from the congregation for their own personal benefit mm-hmm. when the point is, is like it's supposed to be used for everyone, mm-hmm. right? But then we also learned something about tithing that was really interesting you want to share that? So, basically... <laughs> you want me to share it? <laughs> I just want to talk about it because it's really interesting. Could, okay, well, I'll, I'll start and then you could kind of fill in whatever, okay. just in case I'm saying it wrong. Okay. But basically, so tithing is basically giving 10% of your earnings to God. Mm-hmm. So, more or less, most people give it to the church. Mm-hmm. But we learned that you could actually, you know, give it to somebody in need or you can give it to, you know, um, a charity or something like that. Am I explaining it? Yeah. <laughs> no, like, you're, you're explaining it right, but not that... Not that we learned because it's like that was already kind of like a duh. Like, obviously, like we could give it. But it's like, like, biblically, Mm -hmm. most people that like will follow the Bible as like, you know, for their life or whatever, believe that that 10% has to go to To like the church, like building. Right. When actually, like, if you go back to like what the church actually means, like what that root word actually meant. Body of believers. Exactly. Like it pretty much means like community. Mm -hmm. So if it says in the Bible, like you should give. 10% 10% or whatever to the church it's like it actually technically means like to other people mm-hmm. right which I find very interesting because I know a lot of people will still I guess like not really want to believe that probably like even like a lot of pastors and stuff do because that's kind of like their livelihood yeah they're like but like this lead bill needs to be paid y'all yeah but at the same time like let's say in an ideal world where like everyone that goes to church follows that principle mm-hmm then the pastors, like, still wouldn't be lacking. You know what I mean? True. Because then, like, per week or per paycheck or whatever, people would be giving them money and saying, like, hey, okay, you're you're preaching or whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't get paid for this. I'm providing for you, you know? That's actually really true. Yeah. That's really true. But, like, that's in the perfect world that you know? we don't even have. Even a lot of people, like, when you even tell them that, they're like, no, it has to go to the church because the church, you know, the bills need to be paid. And mm-hmm. it's, like, the church is just, like, that's a, or the church is not a building. Like, the church is, as you said, it's us. It's people. believers. It's people. So it's 
I mean, it it can go to the church. That's great because, you know, the bills do need to get paid. But if you have a brother or sister in need, Mm -hmm. sometimes instead of putting it into the church, you can give it to them because they, you know, they have bills too. Mm -hmm. So. See, that's, that's what I thought too. Because sometimes I'm like, okay, I could give like this money to the church, which like obviously would be great, you know, help pay their bills Mm -hmm. or whatever. But I've thought to myself, I'm like, wouldn't it be like more productive but i mean this is like from my own like productive sense like i don't know if god like cares about like productive but like (laughs) wouldn't it be more like wouldn't it make more sense to give this money to let's say someone in the church that like they need this hundred dollars or their lights are gonna get cut out yeah or they need this hundred dollars to buy their kids school uniform or whatever versus like i don't know the church wants like new chairs or something (laughs) (laughs) it's true it's like you know giving it to the church that brother or sister that needs it they're still the church true they're more of the church and the church building itself to be honest because we could have church outside i mean it's not very you know 2019 or whatever i guess you can say but we can (laughs) shouting on a rock (laughs) right now and have a whole church service yeah so that's true so i heard once that if if jesus was alive today we would have to teach him church we definitely would and that's not that funny. That's crazy to think about. But yeah. that's such fact. Like, okay, Jesus, like walk in. Here's our here's our worship service. Like, yeah. can you imagine him going to a Catholic church oh and God. being he'd, like, he'd Jesus, like, you have to take your bread and body. He'd be like, What's going on? You know, he'd be <laughs> like, so if Jesus came to church <coughs> nowadays, he'd be so she'd be like, What the heck? Seeing people like be petty towards each other and stuff. He would be he would be like mortified. I think probably that's so I think bad. Jesus would be mortified at a lot of things. <laughs> he would be like that's so crazy to think about. He would be mortified. You'd be embarrassed probably. I mean, yeah. oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I've never really thought about it. That's actually crazy. He would literally be like, "What have you guys?" Done He's like, to when, my... He'd be like, "When did I say to do this?" <laughs> literally, where? Show me the Bible. Where, Show where me. did I say that? Where? Where are these words? That's so crazy. Oh my god. Yeah, that's hilarious. Okay, so like, imagine like everyone takes 10% of like what they have. So, okay. You know what? Now that I think about this, I feel like when like the whole um, concept of like taxes were created, this is what was supposed to happen, but it didn't like, so true. cause I was going to say, what if everyone took 10% of their income and like gave it to someone in need, like once, once a paycheck or whatever, right? how much better would the world be? Super. But now that I think about it, like, okay, the taxes that we give, we give, especially in Canada, you pay a lot of taxes. Like, people just milk the system, but that's what it was supposed to be. It was a good idea. Well, yeah, like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, okay, when were... I should Google this. When did taxes, like, become a thing? Hmm. Because the whole point of them in the first place was, like, okay, this is money to help our community, yeah. literally. Like, oh, let's build a well, let's build train tracks, let's build a road or whatever. Yeah, that are not Pot- fixed, but pot- okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because I, I know in Jesus' time there were taxes, mm-hmm. right? So I guess those went to, like, the officials of the city or, like, making buildings or whatever, stuff like that. I don't know. <laughs> but- I went to art school. <laughs> right? I went to film school. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't major in history. But, like... That's probably what the whole purpose yeah, was, like, to, to benefit the community, right? And to, to pay, to, for everyone to pool their money together to pay for things. Okay, so now that, now that we pay our taxes and they go to, like, kind of who knows what or mm-hmm. whatever, let's say 10% of our money, like, each week or whatever, mm-hmm. 
So even if you just make $100 a week, just those $10 or whatever. If we all like provided for each other in that way, like, okay, I'm going to give this money to this person that needs to pay their bills or um, this, this kid like desperately wants this book, whatever. I don't know. Like how much better would the world be? It'd be a lot better. People would be kinder. I think so. Yeah. It'd be a lot better. Because, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people now, especially maybe, like, just, like, living in in the city or whatever, working in the city, don't experience that, like, just genuine, kind interaction very Mm -hmm. often. There's a sense of community. Maybe I'm biased. I feel like in small towns or, like, people that have smaller communities, maybe, like, a church or people that, like, um, are on, like, a sports team or, like, something like that, you know, they have that sense or whatever Mm -hmm. but like your average person like living in a condo like downtown and working like i feel like it's almost like non-existent you don't even like know your neighbors yeah and you know that thing that a lot of people do like um if you're in line for a drive-through like you pay for the person behind you that's a testimony somebody did that to me um no way a couple days ago i was like oh my god that's so sweet and i pulled him next to them i was like thank you so much god bless and they they i think they thought it funny that i said god bless but i'm like i don't care so that's everybody yeah but i was like oh that was so sweet wow i totally forgot about that i love that (laughs) see like this never happened to me before what city was that in um i think it was Ooh, i was coming from church so it was between Vaughn and some other place. But like a smallish okay. <laughs> a smallish town. Uh, let's yeah. say Bradford or something or Yeah. Maybe Not around a big there. City. Yeah, around there. It was really sweet. I totally forgot about that. That's my testimony. Yeah. I want to change it. I love it. <laughs> well both are good testimonies. Both are good. But like yeah, I just feel like I don't know. Maybe that's my bias because I haven't experienced that like in a big city. Like, one time I gave a guy a compliment, like, I was, like, in a Rexall, mm-hmm. and he was just, like, so, like, happy and, like, chipper and, like, was just so happy to help me out and, like, I had so many questions and I was, like, having a stupid day mm-hmm. and he was being really helpful and I told him, I'm, like, you know, like, you're you're so kind for someone that works downtown, like, usually the people I, I meet are, like, not as, like, happy or whatever and he was, like, oh, like, thanks so much but he was like really caught off guard like he really did not know like how to like respond respond and I was like maybe it's that guy or like maybe it's just like this like really busy kind of like cold atmosphere it definitely is a different atmosphere from like because I remember when I used to live in Brampton and Toronto whatever you go down the street you don't really say hi to people you just everybody's minding their own business you're going along your way and then when I moved up north it was like everybody saying hi to you and I'm just like mom do you know that person and she's like no and that's you just go everywhere and they all say hi and whatever and now i've kind of adapted to that and when i come back down to the city and i'm walking the street saying hi to people i look like i'm crazy because they're like (laughs) they literally like like, some people will smile and some people are like what like they're caught off guard it's 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 true it's like a different dynamic wherever you go i mean i live in a, a smaller town right now so it's people are just like hi how's it going whatever and everybody kind of just How's it going, Bob? Yeah, you know what I mean? Oh! How are the kids, Sue? <laughs> yeah. But literally, that's literally. what it is. Like, if you want me to walk the dog... Like, we sometimes... I don't know if it happens here, but, like, sometimes even if... Because we're never home. We're always mm-hmm. down in the city. Like, our neighbors will, will um, like, shovel our, our driveway and stuff for oh, us. Wow. Like, I don't remember them doing that when we lived in Brampton. But, like, in... Up in Alliston, like, mm-hmm. they, they do that. Yeah. So it's different. It's different dynamics. Yeah. It's true. I noticed, like, even from, like... Because I've lived in the same house since, like, I was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. 
But even from when I was a kid till like now, like things have changed. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like also time too, True. but I don't know. I could be it too. But also like, you know what? Now that I think about it, our neighborhood has changed because when I moved, when I was a child and we moved here, like Miss now Mississauga has almost like a million people and it's like pretty much like a big city. And all the people moving into our neighborhood are rich. Yeah. Because the houses are worth a lot now. And then the people that have, like, stayed on the street, you know, we've been the same or whatever. But back when my parents moved here, like, in the 90s, it was all, like, young families mm-hmm. and stuff. And there were so many kids on the street. And it wasn't, like, such a big city, like, yeah. as it was. So, mm-hmm. not that it was a small town, but, like, and like you could developing. play on the street. Yeah. Like, you know what? It was, it was developing. It was more, yeah. yeah, exactly. But I remember, like, as a kid, like like people would shovel each other's driveways and stuff like that or like our neighbor that we share a lawn sometimes like he would mow our lawn or my mm-hmm. mom would be like literally like oh my god i ran out of sugar and like she would go like and knock on my neighbor's yeah. door and ask That's for so sugar true back in the day yeah and like my mom was like the babysitter so like we like babysat everyone's kids and like i remember sometimes in the morning like oh my mom had to do something in the morning so you go to the neighbor's house in the morning and they take yeah. you to school and stuff and I'm like, I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. It's true. It's even like when you hear like those, your story just now, or even your parents and grandparents where it's like, you know, the whole um, proverb, it's, it takes a village to raise a kid. Yeah. So that's what it was. Like everybody would look out for everybody. And now it's totally different. Everybody's just minding their own business, mm-hmm. which is good to an extent, but you don't really have that sense of community and yeah. family and stuff. It's totally different. I think the minding your own business can sometimes be bad. But it can it's like, be sometimes bad. It's a, it's a mind state, though, because me, too, like, if I see someone, like, being crazy on the street, I'm like, I am minding my, my business. I'm going that way. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's true. Peace. Like, bye. <laughs> minding my business. But sometimes, okay, there's been a few times where I had that mind state. I'm like, I'm just going to mind my business. But then I was like, I could actually make a difference here. Like, mm-hmm. so I've called the police, like, three times while I was driving literally so the first time I saw someone no sorry two times I saw someone that was like it was obvious they were drunk oh god like they were literally like swerving in between two lanes like then started driving in the shoulder then almost ran a red light like I was I was literally looking to see if a dog was behind the steering wheel because it was like I was and not that I was like oh, I want to get this person arrested. But I was like, could kill somebody. this person is, is literally going to kill someone. So I like, I called the police and I told them like, there's a car driving like this route mm-hmm. and whatever. And they were like, okay, just don't follow the car. Tell us where it went and whatever. So mm-hmm. I told them and then no idea if that person crashed or whatever. But like, literally I was like, okay, I could mind my business here and say, oh, I mind my business and this, mm-hmm. this and that. I'm like, or I have the potential to actually save a life because this, it was, Deja, it was, like, literally, That's like, they were playing Mario so, Kart. Like, literally oh, swerving no. between two lanes. That's crazy. At nine o'clock in the morning. And I was like, this is bad. Yeah, downtown. Oh, my God. It was really bad. So I was like, okay. And then two other times, I saw, like, cars on fire. <gasps> like, there was this big truck. And there was, like, some smoke coming out of it, right? And I was like, oh, okay, it's just, like, the exhaust or mm-hmm. whatever. But then I looked and I saw the smoke coming out from, like the the top corner of the truck and i was oh, like gosh. what and then i looked closer and like the whole top corner of the truck was like black and like pretty much like smoke and fire was coming out of it so i was like so i called the police i was like a truck is on fire because yeah. <laughs> so I, I was like i was trying to kind of get the truck's attention but it was like driving fast on the highway so i was like 
whatever. So I called them and they were like, well, thank you so much for calling, blah, blah, blah. Because I was like, I don't think the truck's going to explode, but like. Just in case it does. Like, like I'm a call. Well, either that, like, let's say they get, let's say there's a bunch of stuff in there that like costs thousands of dollars or whatever. That, whatever the case is, like, I was like, I could mind my business or I could try to help. Yeah, there's a thin line. Like, sometimes yeah. you need to mind your business and sometimes you need to just be a community member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, if you hear a girl scream, like, help. And you mind your business, I'm mad. Yeah, like, are you minding your business? Like, <laughs> So then, with money, hmm. like, how much should we mind our business? Mind your business. I don't think John, what's his name? John Gray? Yeah. I don't think he's stealing money for the congregation. Yeah. <laughs> I think he just has a couple checks that he wants to cash in for his wife. <laughs> I think there's just a thin line. Like, I feel like some people assume, especially when it comes to Christians, just because... In the, like, the stereotypical sense, mm-hmm. a lot of Christian past or just Christians in generals, more, I guess, non-believers and, you know, these celebrities out here who are secular, like, they're mega rich and they're millionaires and billionaires. And the percentage of mainstream Christian people are not really. Mm-hmm. And I think so when there is um, a Christian person, pastor, let's say, who is making, like, millions of dollars and buying their wife a Lambo, then it's, people are assuming that, you know, they got it by being, um what's the word devious or something like that yeah. they don't like why can't god bless them you know what i mean he the secular people are getting blessed mm-hmm. but i think it's just the stereotype um, of that you know christians are meant to be poor because a lot of people really think that and yeah they wouldn't outwardly say it but the way they react when christian people are up and are getting money banks mm-hmm. money bags the way they react shows that they don't think christian people should be able to like be millionaires be billionaires and all those things hmm so I just feel like you need to mind your business. <laughs> yeah, true. But if I, something does look suspicious, you know, but does it look suspicious? He has so many other, like, businesses that he's doing. Yeah. It looks to me like he could afford a Lambo without taking money from the congregation. But what do I know? <laughs> Go off. <laughs> I, I I like that. That It's an interesting point of view. I kind of meant it also in the way, like, okay, should we mind our business like, with our own money, like, when we see someone struggling, like, let's say, like, oh, whoops. I mean, but that's, that that's a good topic to talk about, too, but, like, let's say you see someone struggling, right, like, I see how many, like, I work downtown, I see, like, how many homeless people a day, mm-hmm. like, I see them all the time, should I be, like, well, this is my money, and, like, those are their life choices, so I'm gonna mind my business and keep walking with my wallet, or, like, let's say, like, you know, like, Everyone kind of has that. <laughs> like, I would keep walking with my wallet. <laughs> like, <laughs> or how many people? Like, I feel like everyone has like one like weird neighbor on the street. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like one that it's like is obviously struggling, maybe, or like you know someone is like obviously struggling. Should you be like, okay, well, I'm just gonna mind my business with my money? I think that it's it depends on the situation because some people, you know, they're in situations because they just made life choices. Like they could you know, I don't want to, I have to watch my words here, but like, let's say somebody who's, ugh, I don't want to say that. Um, <laughs> so like people that like put their, their selves in that own place yeah, you know what versus I mean? like someone who's, they've been trying, but the things, the cars are just not falling together. Like yeah. I feel like even like when you're, if you see a homeless person, you could always tell for the most part when somebody is going to use it to buy drugs or when somebody's actually hungry. So I feel like you just kind of have to go with like, what your stomach's telling you you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because so let's say like interesting question Mm -hmm. so let's say 
let's say it's a homeless person mm-hmm. and they did everything wrong. They're in that place because they gambled their money away or they sold it to drugs, even though like their parents were rich and their parents tried to put them mm-hmm. through rehab and whatever, but they got themselves there. Do they deserve a second chance? That's true. I mean, everybody deserves a second chance yeah. because I mean, we all got one, you mm-hmm. know, when you step into salvation, that's a second chance. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they deserve a second chance. Yes. But you just have to be smart as to how are you going to give them that second chance if you know they're going to spend the money on drugs maybe don't give them money maybe offer them i don't know a place to have a shower Mm -hmm. give them food or something so you just kind of have to navigate how you're going to help them because Mm -hmm. how you help one person isn't the same way you should help another person because of the people that they are Mm -hmm. or the choices that they make i like that like little no how you help one person isn't the same like help is not universal in that sense like, you're going to help different people in different ways. Interesting. So some people you'll give money to, and some people you'll be like, okay, I'm going to buy you a sandwich. Mm-hmm. And they're both homeless, but you can't you can't help them the same way because that person is going to go buy drugs, and this person, they're not on drugs. They're actually, they want the money for food. Yeah. But then, Ooh. what if you, what if you assume, I mean... When it comes to, like, let's say homeless people, mm-hmm. you, I, I agree you can kind of tell, if, especially if you see them all the time, you get mm-hmm. used to them, you could tell which ones are, like, high and which ones are not. Mm-hmm. Mainly the ones that are, like, only wearing t-shirts in the winter. <laughs> like, you can, you can tell, you, you know, hot, Jeffrey? you're on something, but, like, sometimes you can't tell, right? Mm-hmm. Or, That's like, a, you know, a lot of people have this, like, theory or whatever that the ones that are on, like, the side of, like, highways and stuff and on the side of the roads they're all a part of like a big like scam almost Mm -hmm. like there's like a big like kingpin like with all these workers and whatever on the sides of the highway or whatever but it's like you technically don't know everyone's story so how do you know why that person is there you know what happened are they actually on drugs or you know maybe they just have irregular body temperatures (laughs) i don't know i mean that's that's very true like you don't know everybody's Mm -hmm. story and i think that there's I guess you can, you know, find a different way to help them. Maybe, like, a lot of these people, the reason why, um, or just anybody in general, the reason why some of us are in certain situations is because of a mindset. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, two people could come from the same very, um, like, sketch environment and neighborhood, and one make it as a CEO, and one end up in a bad, uh, bad path. So I feel like, too, we could even just speak some words of wisdom to them, some words of love, some words of encouragement, mm-hmm. love on them. Yeah. I think that could also help because a lot of the time it's literally our mindset. Like you're not doing something, you're in a certain place because yeah. you just, you don't think that you can do more. You don't think that you can do better. You don't think that you deserve better. So, I mean, talk, they say talk is cheap, but sometimes it does help. Yeah. True. Some people though, like it, it's definitely like life just happened, happened. that no, way. It's true, yeah. yeah. Like there was this one woman I saw once. This was like years ago. It was, like, in the summer, I was, like, downtown working, and I was, like, getting to work early. It was probably, like, 8.30, and I see this, like, woman walking on the street with a giant suitcase, and in my area of, like, where I was working downtown, like, you wouldn't be walking there with a giant suitcase. Mm -hmm. Like, there wasn't a a hotel on that street, and, like, like, it would be a weird place to catch, like, for the airport or whatever. It just was kind of weird to see a, a giant suitcase at mm-hmm. 8.30 in the morning. So I literally thought to myself, I was like, what's up with this woman? Why does she have a giant suitcase? And she seemed, like, her face seemed, like, very, like, drawn in and stuff. And she just seemed very disturbed. 
And I was like, okay, whatever. Literally didn't think twice about it. Mm-hmm. The next morning, I'm walking to work again, and I see her sitting on the park bench with the same suitcase. Mm. And I was like, and my heart like sunk. I was like, oh my God, like she has this giant suitcase because she literally just became homeless. Like that's what it looked like. And I was like, it made me like, it hurt my heart to see. Mm -hmm. And I would honestly like, this was like, what, like four or five years ago or something like that. I didn't really go up to her. I just, like, was kind of heartbroken. Then I kind of walked away. N- me now, if I saw that, I think I would have gone to talk and to talk her. To her, yeah. And I don't know what would have happened in that conversation, but I think I would have just gone to talk to her and, like, ask her how she is or whatever. But, like, back then, that wasn't really my mind state. Mm-hmm. But, like, just seeing that, I was like, I don't know your story, but I just feel like I just saw you become homeless. And it's just, like, it can happen like literally to anyone anyone it can happen to us like and it's crazy and i think that's why too like people are so quick to just you know like i was saying before you know you can kind of tell but don't just assume like have a conversation with them like mm-hmm. anybody that i've given money to or that you know has asked whatever i'll always have a conversation if i can because sometimes you know which is bad to say like you're in a rush to go to a meeting whatever but if i can i'll have a conversation with them and kind of try to understand their story or even hear mm-hmm. their where their mindset is and i think that does actually help you know sometimes i remember there was one when i was working downtown and i would always see him and i would just always talk to him and he's told me one time he's like you know thank you so much for always stopping and talking to me mm. and i was like wow like i'm just trying to be like a nice human being and then he really appreciated it because nobody was just they were just walking by and just kind of like mm-hmm. giving him dirty looks and he was like thank you so much like i really appreciate it god bless you so i think a lot of time just loving on people mm-hmm. telling them have a good day or that's what I like. Okay, so we don't need to give money. We just need to give love. <laughs> but like, but seriously, like, okay. So if anyone that works downtown or whatever is listening to this, I'm sure this guy is like still there because that was like his spot. Mm-hmm. But there's this guy. I think his name was Michael. He stands like by the the gardener, like on Spadina, mm-hmm. and he holds like a McDonald's sign that says "I'm like McLovin' it" or like whatever. <laughs> and he holds like a McDonald's cup, and he just like yells like "Happy Wednesday, <laughs> hello everybody, God bless you!" Like literally, like You're hype, Hi- like super Happy hype. Happy Wednesday, like whatever it is, he's just yelling. He's super hype, and I was and I would drive past him every single day, and I'm like, I love this guy. Yeah. He just makes me laugh. And I'm like, you have so much energy. I don't even know if you're on drugs, but like, there's just a lot of energy here. But like, and it was just so, so I would just stop and like, cause it was like standstill traffic. So mm-hmm. I would just roll down my window and talk to him. And I would say like, and I asked him like, what's your name? And mm-hmm. I, I learned his name and I would say hi to him every time. And he knew my name. He goes, oh my God, Carissa, I oh, love your hair. And he would just I like compliment so me. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> and we like, we didn't know that much about each other, but we knew each other's name. And every time I saw him, I would say hi. I mean, I maybe gave him change, like, a few times, but, like, I would just talk to him, Mm -hmm. and he would, like, say, like, I love seeing you, like, and I'm just, like, I guess because I just treated him like he was just, like, an old friend that I was seeing, not just, like, some homeless guy on the street, right? So, um, one time, that Christmas or whatever, I, I went to Walmart, and I bought him, like, socks and, like, undershirts and stuff, and, like, long johns and whatever, 
And then I gave it to him as a gift. And then the next time he saw me, like a few days later, he was like, Carissa, he's like, that was the only present I got this Christmas. Like, thank you so much. And he was like, that came in really handy. He's like, I actually had a court appearance and I, and I wore everything that you gave me and whatever. Oh my God. I love it. (laughs) I'm so excited. That's amazing. And I was like, it made me feel so good. And like, I, I'm. I've told this story maybe to a few people, but not, like, publicly. And I'm not even sharing it publicly to be, like, whatever. But, like, I, I don't know. I, I literally think I, I could have even not given him that present. And he still would have been happy, like, just because... Uh-oh. That was shoes that fell. <laughs> I, like, he was just happy that I was, like, giving him attention and yeah. wasn't, like, looking down on him. You know what I mean? And, like... Literally so being like, you're deserving of a Christmas present because clearly no one in his life at that time believed that yeah. he deserves a Christmas present. So I would just encourage everyone else to do something like that. I want, like, it's my goal to, like, be able to do something like that, like, every day. I know, honestly. That's, oh my god, I love that story. That just yeah. made me really happy. Yeah. And he was, honestly, even if he's still there, it would be awesome. I'd love to go see him, but, like, I don't drive that way anymore. Yeah. But, like... There's just people that you meet that are just, like, a big ray of sunshine. They are. But, like, I think what I need to get better at is being, like, okay, whether a person is a ray of sunshine and they love you and you're friends mm-hmm. with them versus someone that's, like, um, like... Cloudy day. Cl- not rain. cloudy day, but, like, clearly, like, just wonky. Like, out of their mind, you know what I oh, mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Or, you know, there's a lot of people on the street that, like, are dealing with a big drug problem and you're seeing them in the middle of, like, a trip or something like Mm -hmm. that, and they're asking for money or whatever it might be, like, I think I need to get better at, like, okay, why should I be selective when, like, God isn't selective? You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Hit me right in the back. (laughs) Like, (laughs) read me. (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jeez, that's... You... Dang. (laughs) Is that what you... (laughs) Right from Jesus's mouth. That's, That's so true. We can't be selective. That's true. Like, mm-hmm. whether the person is on something crazy or yeah. they're a ray of sunshine, we should treat them the same. And that's how you know, like, if your intentions are correct. Mm-hmm. That's what I find. If, like, because let's say you give, like, $20 to someone and they kind of just, like, take it and, like, go. They don't, they don't say, say thank you. They don't say thank you so much or, like, whatever. They're just like, oh, thanks. And then not even. And then they leave. Like, that person was, like, kind of rude order yeah. versus someone that's, like, ray of sunshine, so happy, God bless you, blah, 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 whatever. Your reaction, let's say you're upset at the person that doesn't say thank you. Obviously, you would like a thank you, but, mm-hmm. like, if you're so upset that that person didn't say thank you, you never want to give them money again, whatever, that shows that, like, your intentions aren't correct in yeah, that situation. You that you're, you're looking for that like that validation Mm -hmm. that I have more money than you Mm -hmm. so I can help you here so you need to thank me for blessing your life Mm -hmm. whereas like that's not where the intention should be true that's facts Mm -hmm. that's facts challenge yourself guys we just need to find like the thin line between minding your business and not minding your business I don't know if we ever will yeah that'd be a perfect world literally but okay one one more topic along that line like um of like giving money and stuff Mm -hmm. kind of with minding your business too so you know the whole thing about like the notre dame like burning down and stuff 
Mm-mm. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what the Notre Dame is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know that much. Well, if you're... Maybe someone listening is not like Deja. The Notre Dame is... They're going to come for me, man. Is <laughs> The Notre Dame is the famous church in yeah. Paris, right? Mm-hmm. Like, whatever, like, super... Probably next to the Eiffel Tower, like, most famous thing in Paris. I don't know. Oh, wait, didn't it burn down the other day? It was recently, wasn't it? Was it? Not the other day. It was a few weeks ago, but yeah. That's what I meant. It was, like, recently. Yes. Okay, I didn't know this. I did okay. see this. <laughs> Thank God. Okay. <laughs> So don't come for me, guys. I yeah. just forgot. So it's been it's been under construction for a while, yeah. and because of the construction, a fire started, and um, whatever it's been up there for like hundreds and hundreds of years, and like the the tip of it like literally knocked mm-hmm. down, like the building was ruined. People were so upset, like this relic, this like piece of history is like ruined. Which mm-hmm. like I get, like even I saw the Notre Dame like last year, and like it was cool to see it, like such an old piece mm-hmm. of history. And seeing it getting burned down, I was like, this is pretty sad. But it's, it means something, like, really big to Paris and to France and whatever. So, literally within that same day, two billionaires, like, literally, like, snap their fingers. And they put together, like, I don't know the exact, but I'm pretty sure it was, like, over, like, a billion dollars mm-hmm. to, like, repair the Notre Dame. So, everyone was talking about, like, okay, so two billionaires blink their eyes and snap their fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the money exists to rebuild a Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. So what about, like, all the other problems in the world that apparently, like, we don't have the money for or, like, all these, like, um, whatever. We, like, you know, us that make average dollars, like, we have to give our $100 or whatever this is not. But these billionaires are here. Mm-hmm. They apparently have billions to spare. But... People are still hungry. We're still starving, still getting poison from water. Okay, I don't even want to talk about Flint because I'm going to get angry. Okay. But <laughs> it's true and it's... What is important? I mean, the Notre Dame is obviously history and it's beautiful and all that stuff, mm. but it's like, why is that so much more important than people getting clean water? Why? It's literally like people in their own world. Yeah. That's when you need to stop minding your business and look elsewhere and try to help people who need the help. Because that, honestly, that is ridiculous. I feel like as beautiful as the Notre Dame is, come on, there's people who don't have clean water. Yeah. Where are the priorities? Mm -hmm. But then again, people, they're just in their bubble and they don't really care what's happening outwards as long as their circle is okay, then things are gravy. And that's unfortunately how the world is. And that's why the world is what it is. That's why it's not as peaceful as it should be that's why it's not as kind as it should be but i mean again if it was that way it would be heaven on earth and that hasn't <laughs> really happened that's yet. Not happening yeah. so i mean <laughs> i guess that's just the narrative like it has to be like this until heaven on earth is in effect it's really sad Dang, though because yeah. that's that's actually okay i don't so, know about the billionaires i'm really upset yeah. right now so here's so here's what i find interesting so it's like okay so we can say to them like why don't you stop not minding your business and figure it out and donate to blah, blah, blah. But in America, there was a bunch of African-Americans that were like, well, a bunch of black churches have actually been burnt down for like one reason or another. And Mm. and nobody has donated money for those to be repaired, right? Mm -hmm. 
So they were like, okay, why don't we raise the money Mm -hmm. since you people clearly are not going to donate and don't care. So they actually raised like, I don't, I forget how much money it was, but they raised a lot of money to repair like a bunch of black churches in the States. And I was like, that's amazing because we could like sit here and complain about these billionaires all we want, but like us sitting here and complaining about it isn't going to make them donate. (laughs) That is factual. So we could do something. You got to put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm reading this book. It's called History Maker by Cindy Trim. Good old Cindy Trim. Yes. But um, there was this excerpt mm-hmm. that I wanted to read, if you'd like to hear. Yes. That is maybe a good note to end this on. But I'm just going to get closer to the mic so that I can talk properly. Go ahead, okay. Girl. So this excerpt. She's... um. She's quoting someone that's telling a story. And um, she basically says, In the village here in England, we've got a place between the trees and the river where the teenagers park their cars and eat their fast food. When they've eaten their fast food, they've got a problem. They've got trash in their car. At that moment, their world is only as big as the inside of their car, so the problem is not really a problem at all. All they need to do is wind down the window and throw the trash out. Then they can wind the window back up. And my world is clean again. This is all working for me. Because we all like a clean world. And this got the world clean again. Now, if they get to the level of consciousness where they associate themselves with the size of the village, then my hope would be that they would drive to the next village and throw out the trash there. And then she writes that he chuckles and whatever. (laughs) And then she says, the point here is that the bigger the world with which you associate yourself the more your personal values will show up in that community. Ooh. And I really like that a lot because it's like, okay, these Notre Dame billionaires, yeah. whatever, their own personal world is just rich, elite people in Paris, mm-hmm. in France, right? But if their world was like literally the world, like what could they change to the billion dollars? Us that don't have a billion dollars, maybe you have a hundred dollars to spare. If you get outside your bedroom, outside of your friend circle or whatever, and start caring about, like, your street, your workplace or whatever, mm-hmm. what can you change? That's actually fire. Yeah. That's really good. Thanks. It's not <laughs> my words. I wish it was. I just read it. <laughs> I just That's read good. it. I need to read that book. Yeah. Hmm. That's really good. Are you asking me? Moment of silence. I mean, you can <laughs> you can comment. You're just not saying anything. <laughs> no, I'm just taking that in. That's actually really good because it's it's literally that goes back to what we were saying with the whole literally minding your business. Like there's a fine line, mm-hmm. and sometimes you need to, most times actually you need to step out of your four walls and look at the bigger picture because you're this world is a lot more than just you and your circle of friends. Mm-hmm. You got to think of the generations to come. I mean, you can't be selfish. Yeah. Uh-huh. If we're all selfish, then, you know, that's what happens when... That's why Flint doesn't have clean water right now, because mm-hmm. we're selfish. And we just look within our four walls. We don't look beyond our mm-hmm. even community, much less around um, beyond our country. Yeah. So we need to stop being selfish. Yeah. I feel like that's a good note to, like, think about. For homework. Homework. (laughs) Homework. Don't be selfish. Yes. 
Um, let us know your thoughts on this episode. Um, again, like we said in the beginning, let us know something great that happened to you this week. Yes. Or maybe something kind that you did for another person because after talking, I'm inspired to get I back know. out there and spend more of my money on people. I'm telling you. Yeah. Volunteer at like shelters and stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anything. Like go out in your community and that's a challenge. Go out in your community sometime between now and the next two weeks and find something, whether it's to volunteer, give to charity and just do something that's kind and loving. Mm-hmm. That's a challenge for you guys. Mm. And we'll do the challenge as well. Yes, definitely. So we'll be back yes. with the report. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> See you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye.